We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on packers fans welcome into another edition of the pack a day podcast your 365 day out of the year packers podcast dedicated to packer fans truly across the world the country in the state, in the city of Green Bay, um, I am your co-host Matt Freilich. Alongside me, as always, and generally one of the two, maybe maybe we'll take a vacation day, if you will, during the middle of July. It's the, it's the dead time, but we got the full squad here this afternoon, this evening, this morning. Whenever you're listening on your Saturday, or maybe you waited till Sunday to listen to it on your you know your little, little brunch rendezvous. But it's Eli Berkovitz, Janelle Mackey, Janelle, I'm putting you on the spot. I told you right before we hit record, Janelle, what number? Of episode, do you think this is for Pack a Day podcast? Oh gosh, there is no significance to the number. I just want to see how <laughs> correct you'll get. Um. Oh my gosh, I feel like. I and I'm at, and I'm only asking you because I know Eli would cheat. He would go to oh. at Pack a Day on Twitter and go to the most recent one and then find out the number. Oh, does it I'm say? say... I don't even know. Oh gosh, I feel like you. I feel like you mentioned the number last week, like what we were recording about. So I did a couple weeks ago. I did mention it. I, I remember think I that said, number. I think that one thousand eight hundred. I'm going to say seven. That's pretty good. It's, you're only okay. a week off. 
Oh, dang it. Oh, no, I didn't record last week. Okay, so I was... Yep. I Okay, I would have been right had I known that I wasn't on last week's episode. Fair enough. And we generally, I know we don't really call them out as far as when the um, you know the episode numbers are. I do think it's like there's certain milestones we get to that are, that are cool. And being that is 365 days a year, they just stack up and stack up consecutively because that's how numbers work. So you kind of just like forget how many that we put together, but yeah, 814 episodes as of, um, excuse me, that's as of, let me, let me correct myself as of Friday, this episode is 815 or 1815. So that's how numbers work. Um, so anyways, cool. Checking Janelle there. Obviously, uh, I didn't want to pick Eli cause I know he would cheat. Um, <laughs> and, and speaking of cheating, I don't even know if that's an actual segue. No real Packers news today, guys, other than the fact that, um, I think this is the time of the year where, just strategically, things do come out to kind of fill our consciousness, our attention span, if you will, of NFL news. Obviously, earlier this week, we saw that the Packers, or excuse me, uh, the Jets got selected to be on Hard Knocks. I think that was probably, I would assume, everyone's wish list other than their new quarterback for the person, for the team to be on Hard Knocks. That's great. But the one thing that we did see on Friday is, uh, like I mentioned, some of those lists that'll come out during the offseason. And this one, you know, lists make them what you will. This is the, uh, those lists, the NFL ranks from like the executives, the players, the coaches, and the scouts. So there's a little bit more credibility to that one. I think a lot of people um, sometimes will say that, you know, the fan ones suck or the executive, but it's like when you're compiling all of these, um, I think there's some significance to it. And the significance is that um, a top 10 list for running backs, Aaron Jones was omitted he felt a certain type of way about it. Didn't do anything malicious, but just kind of quote retweeted um, Dov Kleiman's uh, tweet that he kind of got some buzz on. That's the first one that I caught, came across my timeline. Um, quote retweeted it with just like the motivation, how he's always left off of a list. Um, you know, he said nothing new. This is every year. I always play myself into the top ten. But thank you for the added fuel to the fire. Um, he also then an hour later quote retweeted it with uh, a GBP daily previous instagram story from four days ago that's a convoluted social media entity just talking about you know why aaron jones is such a successful running back the last four years what he's done yards per carry anything he's really done so um not a ton of news i think the one that i look at there is the top 10 list so you know kind of bearing the lead here i'll run through it is uh number 10 you have austin eckler tony pollard free agent at eight delvin cook uh, Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor to round out your top five. We got Derrick Henry, Saquon, Josh Jacobs, Christian McCaffrey at two, and Nick Chubb at one. Probably could flip-flop a couple of those guys, but I think the one that kind of makes no sense to me is Dalvin Cook. He's not on a team. Um, you know, Be that as it may, he's still a pretty talented player. When he's on the field, sometimes healthy. I think there's a lot of question marks with maybe a couple of those guys outside the top five that they've done it for a long enough time. I think Austin Eckler, probably a little bit of a snub there, but more of a pass catcher. Ultimately, as I rant about this, it it is what it is. I think there's a lot of running backs in this league that could be a top 10 running back. I think there's a lot of young running backs. You look at even the honorable mentions, Brees Hall, uh, Kenneth Walker, Damian Pierce, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, really, really young guys that if they put another season together under their belt, might find themselves in the top 10 with some of those guys in the top five, um, getting a little bit longer in the tooth. So um, I personally think he's a top 10 running back. Eli, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I've made it very clear how I feel about Aaron Jones on this show and anywhere else. 
for as long as anyone would listen to me. I think he's definitely a top uh, 10 running back. And I think in, you know, a lot of offenses, if he was used in a certain way and used the amount that I think a lot of people would have liked to have seen it, I think you could, uh, you know, make the argument that he would be in that top five to three kind of range because we've seen him, we've seen him put up the top five to three numbers. And that's not even with having the touches that most of these guys are getting. I mean, Aaron Jones is fourth in all time NFL history in yards per carry there. It is Jim Brown, Jamal Charles and Nick Chubb are the only players in NFL history to average more yards per carry than Aaron Jones. And even just looking at also touchdowns since 2019, only Derrick Henry has more touchdowns from the running back position than Aaron Jones. So you've got the yards, per, you know, and you've got the touchdowns. He's, the talent is clear, both receiving and running the ball. He's so elusive. He makes guys miss. He breaks tackles. He's just, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that he's a bit quieter and he's not constantly, you know, maybe in your face making headlines. And maybe that's why people don't think as much of him because they're not thinking about him as much. But you mentioned Dalvin Cook. I think even Alvin Kamara, who's someone I'm a big fan of, but took a big step back last year. There are a lot of guys on that list uh, you can replace them with. I mean, like you said, a lot of talented backs in the league, but Aaron Jones is definitely in that top ten. Yeah, Eli puts a pretty good you know, argument together. I think you mentioned a few guys that he could probably be above. Janelle, you're kind of kind of the same sentiment as Eli and I probably should be in the top ten in some capacity. Yeah, of course. And I feel like it's not even just, you know, the Packers bias saying that. I think the numbers speak for themselves, the talent and everything like that. But if they want to continue to put him off and, like you said, add fuel to the fire, then I'm all for it because I love the underdogs who come in and prove people wrong or those who are doubted for their abilities. So by the end of the year, it won't even be a question for these guys that he's a top 10 running back. And Um, I know there's a lot of talent on that list, obviously, but Aaron Jones has worked really hard to earn the respect from, you know, the NFL community. So um, it's always unfortunate when you see somebody not getting the respect that they deserve for their abilities. And, you know, on top of that, he's just an amazing person, which obviously has nothing to do with the list. But Aaron Jones is just such a complete package and what you want in a player. So, you know, we hate to see our guys disrespected like this, but he will take this kind of stuff and prove people wrong on the field in a few months here. Yeah. And I think he's the type of person that doesn't really, he just lets his you know game speak for himself. And that's one reason why Aaron Jones is great. Eli, you bring up the yards per carry um, historical data. And I think at one point I was like, okay, let's let, you know, the numbers level off a little bit, right? You can't, you know, there's oftentimes a guy will come to the league or has a, a crazy year or two. And it's like, okay, like if he can, sustain even having some of those yards per carry numbers and he clearly has a pretty unique company to be with and you know topping the chart was one of the players that you mentioned Nick Chubb so um last thing before we get into our topic of the day which is a little bit training fan training camp focus but also looking at some of the players that need to make some impact to maintain their position on the current 90-man roster but also um some player maybe that we're excited to look at Eli we are less than two weeks out from training camp we're be i think it's my math serves me right it's a big math episode today i think it's 10 days from when we uh the episode will be released if my math serves me correctly maybe 11 not sure there in some change when training camp starts it's wednesday july 26th at 10 30 a.m central standard time at uh near lambeau field what clark hinkle field um so awesome to see now one thing we were looking at we're looking to receive there's some news 
I don't know how this came up. I think it was either Janelle or Eli that found it, but there's two current players that aren't even signed to the roster from the free agency class. Uh, Eli, you want to just tell us who they are? And I guess if there's, I don't know if we would have concern over that, but just break it down who, who we're looking at there. It's still unsigned from that 2023 draft class. Yeah. Um, again, there wasn't really much news. I was just looking at the roster and noticed that both second round pick Luke Musgrave and fellow cyclists, so both second round picks, uh, Luke Musgrave and Jaden Reed, both not signed yet. Uh, like Matt mentioned, we're about 10 days out from training camp. I'll be honest, I don't remember year to year, like if this is specifically late. I mean, obviously it's it's later than earlier. Most guys have signs and we're 10 days away from training camp. But I'm not bringing this up as like an alarming thing, like why aren't they signed? It was just, it was a bit interesting to me. I would say you know, we could probably start wondering maybe a bit if we get into training camp. But as we were discussing before recording, I think Christian Watson went into training camp last year on sign, right? So exactly. So it's not it's not unprecedented. Even if that were to happen, I don't think we need to freak out. But it is interesting. We also were kind of like you know looking at some of the other tight ends, wondering if other tight ends haven't signed yet, and Musgrave was waiting on the other chips to fall. Or I don't even know if that's how that works, but they all did sign, or at least the ones drafted ahead of him. So whatever it is, hopefully it's uh, taken care of soon. The guys are signed on their contract and, you know, not even having to think about that as they get into their first training camp. Yeah, not a not a ton to pull from there. But like you mentioned, it is kind of strange. I'm sh- I guess the only thing to note is like if it'll happen over the next uh, week and a half, if it does, if it doesn't, will they report to training camp? Probably not until they're under contract. So that'd be kind of silly too. Um, but We'll see what shakes out, but two guys that are still unsigned from there. Um, but I'm sure whatever the, the delay is, it won't delay it. I would guess nothing more than the Christian Watson one because, Janelle, you mentioned that. And I have to bring it up because it was it just sticks in my head from when we were recording last year that it was like that's probably why it took it so long for Christian Watson to get out because or signed because he did have that nagging hamstring injury that kind of delayed his progress going into the 2022 season. So, guys, let's get right into the meat and potatoes of the episode. What we want to do is, number one, we're taking, we took some inspiration from uh, Zach Cruz's article from earlier this week on Packers, Packer Wire, PackersWire.com. Um, if you don't follow Zach Cruz on Twitter, please do so. Great follow. One of probably, I would say, if we're talking top 10 lists, he's definitely in the top 10 as far as people you want to follow on Twitter, or even just read his material. But the article uh, basically was just looking at um, his version of who are the locks to make the Packers 23 roster, the 53 man roster. Now, instead of being the lazy humans we are, which was my idea, Janelle came up with a better one and said, hey, let's not rip off the you know headline verbatim, Matt. Let's come up with our own version. Let's do maybe a player that's on the bubble that needs to have a big training camp and then one player we're just you know we're freaking excited to have a good training camp preseason maybe even a a 2023 campaign so each of us are going to give you a player a piece for either of those categories ultimately we'll get six the one thing i'm interested in because we've done these before is i think there's a potential for some one of us to maybe even have a player that we're excited for but someone maybe to have them on their potentially needs to have a big training camp not to get cut list i don't know if that'll happen but i think there's more potential that it has in the past with these sorts of lists so janelle ladies first you also came up with this topic so i'll let you kick it off um feel free to start with every category you want do you think there's a player that we would like to have i think we can double up but it's a big enough roster we don't have to so go ahead and start with your first one all right because i like to hype people up later in the episode i'm gonna stick okay. with um i'll talk about who i'm looking forward to watching second so I'm going to start with 
who I think needs to have a good camp. And I know you kind of mentioned guys who are on the bubble, maybe worried about getting cut. And that's kind of not necessarily where I went with this pick, but I just kind of went with somebody who I think um, kind of needs to have that big camp to maybe solidify a new role for themselves. So I went with Josiah DeGuara. Um, You know, he has never had a true full-time role at the tight end position, but obviously has had opportunities in games to showcase some of his abilities. But now with, you know, Lewis and Tunyon moving on, he has a lot more opportunities to develop this new role for himself and maybe get in as, you know, the true tight end one. Um, I do think, you know, with the two rookies, Musgrave and Kraft coming in, I think that it's important for DeGuara to not let those young guys come in here and maybe take the position that he has kind of been working towards the last few years. And obviously the rookies are going to look to have a really good camp because they want to catch everyone's attention and, you know, kind of get those opportunities for themselves. And I know the Packers, you know, shuffle in tight ends here and there, but I think that DeGuara, he's kind of the veteran of this group now and to be able to maintain his status and ensure his spot is safe with, you know, all the new talent coming in, he's going to really need to, shine in these training camps coming up because he's kind of just been a guy who he'll fill in there kind of in a shadow maybe he shows up on special teams but I think that there's a lot of opportunity for someone like DeGuara to maybe come out and really show hey now that I'm not stuck behind these other guys here's what I can offer either as a pass catcher or from line of scrimmage or I don't know what kind of blocker he'll be but you know because with Lewis gone who can maybe help out along the line there. And I think there's a lot of different opportunities for him to really create a new role for himself and see more full-time potential on the field. Cause he's only played in 35 games, had six starts. He's been targeted 50 times with 39 receptions, 371 yards and two touchdowns going into year four. So it's not like he hasn't had chances, but there's just always been others in front of him So right now I think it is going to be his most important camp as he could become that tight end one that the Packers are looking for. Bad bad podcasting here because if it was a video, you would have saw my head definitely drop down because that was like the easiest one that I was going to go with. But I think most fans going into this episode, if they see the title of it, whether it's on Twitter or wherever they listen to their their podcast, they're seeing the title of this episode, probably would. I would say DeGuar is probably going to be top of mind for them, right? just based off of what he's done lately, what um, his opportunities could look like in the receiving game right now, just with Kraft and Musgrave coming in as we talked about them. So I think it it's, I don't want to say it's a make it or break it year for Josiah DeGuara because the way I perceive Josiah DeGuara for this team is much different than Matt LaFleur or whoever else makes those decisions values him. But I definitely think his time is getting a little bit more limited. Eli, do you kind of agree with us or what are your thoughts on DeGuara going into in, into the season? And Janelle, good stuff bringing up those stats because yeah. even more underwhelming than I thought. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I like DeGuara. I liked him as a prospect. It's, it's hard because we're going into year four and I mean, you know, we just read the stats and yeah, there were guys ahead of him, but you know, I wouldn't say guys that were, you know, uh, changing the game. And he's kind of got comfortable in that role as a fullback, which he's been good at. And if he continues to get better at, and I've always said, well, not always, but like since year two, when we kind of saw him become a fullback and not much else, is that if he can basically turn into 
anything close to Kyle Juszczyk, then I guess we'll take it. You know, we're not. But again, looking back three years ago, would you draft Kyle Juszczyk in the third round? I I don't think so. But uh, yeah, I mean, if he can step up, because to me, it never really made sense. Like he has the body type, the speed. Like he should be able to run down the seam and make some plays well beyond the line of scrimmage, and they're just not giving him that chance. So it's either that they didn't think he could or they thought the guys in front of him were better suited. But hopefully he does get used more because it still bothers me to this day that, you know, that that was the pick coming off an NFC Championship game. You, you, you know, you pick a third-string tight end slash a fullback, and it's like against him. You know, it's just that was the reality of the situation. And now here we are three years later, and you haven't even tried to use him as a tight end. So, yeah, yeah, I think we're all in kind of in the same agreement there. Um, Eli, why don't you go ahead and give us a, another player that you're looking at that just you know, I, I, Janelle, you said it was that was, that was your one not concern, your concern, right? That's the player you're concerned with. Sorry, I just want to make sure I'm getting this correctly. Not not you're excited for, but he's not a potential cut by any right. means. But just yeah, I don't with. I don't see Deguara as like somebody who would get cut, but I think that if there's going to be a year for him to kind of get a starting position, it's this year because you've got young talent in that, like two guys with young talent in that position. So if he can't, you know, ball out here, then it might be kind of nearing the end for him in green Bay. Bingo. Bingo. You like, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so guys that guys that I'm, I'm a bit concerned about, or at least just think really mm-hmm. need to step up and not, not necessarily to get caught, but to at least save their, job uh, I think Darnell Savage is you know right there at safety you've got a ton of you know there's bodies there some new ones with uh, Anthony Johnson and Jonathan Owens and then you still have you know Rudy Ford and Levitt it's like this whole jumble of people that no one's really sure how it's going to shake out but amongst all of that you know confusion is a first round draft pick that they traded up to draft and here we are now, what, year five? And it's been up, down, up, down, mostly down, at least recently. So, like, this is your chance. Like, whether it's for the Packers or even going forward in your career, like, if you want that second deal, whether it's with the Packers or anywhere, you need to have a season where there's no questioning if an undrafted free agent or a seventh rounder is going to become, is going to take your job, you know, and you're going to be playing 10 snaps a game, either a couple in the slot and like there's no reason why a guy drafted where he was with the talent he has that should not be the clear number one safety leader of that room. And if he's not that, if he's anything really less than that, it's it's disappointment, honestly. So I'm a big fan of Savage, always have been. I, I bought his jersey before he ever played a game in the NFL. So I really hope he, here in year five, can just get back on track and stay there and stay consistent and earn himself another contract in Green Bay because, yeah, he's definitely running out of time. So we – I think everyone has talked about Darnell Savage being a potential, you know, just needs to have a big year. It seemed like after um, some mini camps that were, it seemed like everything that the coaches were saying, they're impressed with him, they're impressed with his leadership, but you never really know how much of that is just like, you know, BS and them just, you know, pleasing the media or trying to boost up Savage's um, his ego. And I just think, you know, Unfortunately for Darnell, he's going to be under the spotlight the entire year because I don't know if there's many episodes that we've recorded together, guys, where since February, March, that Darnell's name, maybe every other episode hasn't came up. And it's generally in the light of 
maybe there's a player out there that they could sign. Maybe there's a player in the draft they need to be. Okay, let's see what's going on with the players that they brought in. There's clearly a need there because they've brought in a ton of guys either off the street or in um, in the draft. So I'm interested to see what happens with him. Uh, again, similar to DeGuar, not a cut potential by any means because it would leave their safety room in absolute shambles. But definitely a player that, again, just needs to have a big year because without that, like, similar to DeGuar, like, probably not this year but next year i don't know if you're going to be on this team and definitely the case for savage at this point um the player i'm going to go with guys and again going a little i guess off script here of what this topic was supposed to be but that's totally okay i think it's just more of like a red flag of a player that needs to have a good camp um and i look at a player that's been you know drafted fairly high had some inconsistencies inconsistencies his first two years whether it be play or just being healthy and has a completely new uh completely new teammate going up under his rear end and that would be josh myers got a whole new guy that's going to be taking snaps with and i'm concerned that there's a potential that there might be some i I don't want to say development but aaron Rodgers has been known to be able to cover up some mistakes for his teammates. Sometimes he airs his teammates out for those, but I would imagine it's a little bit easier to have Josh Myers and Aaron Rodgers receive snaps together than it is with, you know, basically Jordan Love's first time under center. Um, I'm doing so and elements come into play, etc. Myers has been in a situation where it seems like they've tried to get guys to see if they can you know, compete against him. Jake Hansen is still on the roster to some people's, shock that would be me that he's still there um we'll see what he does through training camp if you remember maybe a month month and a half ago right when mini camp started ota started they were even trying um was it sean ryan out at uh center that was what it, from what it sounded like in the quick time that it was i want to say it didn't even last a week i want to say it was like three practices um they said no we're not doing that anymore not a big fan of this and he got out of there so it seems like they're almost having a difficulty to find someone there if you look on the rest of the roster it's just jake hansen's the backup and the number uh number three guy would be gj scaife um so not really sure what he's going to contribute there free agent they signed him over from miami um back in may so not a ton of competition there so it makes me feel a little bit better that they're probably confident in him but he's just a player that i think has been up and down I personally gave him benefit of doubt with just some of the injuries he's had at one point, but he's definitely had some inconsistencies with his pass blocking and run blocking. So we'll see what he does this offseason. Maybe a full entire offseason with the quarterback that's actually there and not half there, um, where Rodgers wouldn't show up to training camp and stuff will help. But overall, I think that's just another player, another young player that we're mentioning that kind of needs to step up and um, needs to take that next step. Janelle, who is your player you're most excited for? I think this one opens up a plethora of guys because it could be a UDFA it could be a veteran guy it could be someone that's just you know I'm really excited what I saw from last year he's battled some injuries I think this one opens up a complete can of worms so who is your person as someone you're really really excited about for training camp preseason and, and going early into the season we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I went with an extremely obvious pick, but I wanted to pick something very genuine to my actual feelings, so... I actually went with Jordan Love. Um, just, you know, we've seen small sample size of, sizes of him at OTAs as the new quarterback one, but I'm really looking forward to seeing just the way that he meshes and works on his skill set with the first team. Because obviously, you know, Aaron Rodgers is now moving on. Love hasn't had a whole lot of opportunities in these true um, scenarios. You know, he's played a few games here and there, but I think that the training camp is going to be a great time for him to really showcase his leadership and his field presence. And obviously his teammates have been talking extremely highly of him. And even Rogers has, you know, talked highly of Jordan love as well. So a lot of very positive, you know, very positive environment surrounding Jordan love right now, despite a lot of, you know, people having their doubts on social media and, you know, just kind of all the hate that he's been getting what we're seeing from inside that organization and people who actually know love, it's been a lot of positive, um, positive talk about him. So I think I'm just really looking forward to seeing him truly step into this role that he's so patiently been waiting to take on. You know, he doesn't need to be Rogers at camp per se. He doesn't need to be hitting the deep shot into the net from 60 <laughs> yards away, but I think it's a real opportunity for him to win win over the doubters in this um, fan base and everything. And I, I just want to see all the positive talk be followed up with what he can do on the field going into preseason as well. So I think it's a good time for him to, to really build that confidence and build those relationships on the field, as well as, you know, clean up the the little bit of messes that he had in those few game opportunities that he did have. So I, I think that it's kind of really starting to feel real, at least for me, you know, we're getting really close to the season it's going to be the first time that, you know, we've had Rodgers for so long. So it's kind of starting to feel more real, the change. And I think I'm just excited, you know, to see Jordan Love with everything that I've been reading and all the stuff that people have been saying about him. I'm excited to see the way that he truly takes on that role and just kind of the way that he controls that field in a more game-like scenario. Since we haven't really had a whole lot, we have like a very small sample size of games and like I said, OTAs and stuff like that. But I think that, you know, the football world is waiting to see what Jordan Love brings. So I'm very excited and I'm not, I'm not even really nervous about it because 
of the way that he's presented himself and carried himself and all that. So I think that he could have probably fallen under who needs to have a good camp, but I'm more so excited for him and just to kind of see the way that he runs an offense, especially because there's a lot of younger guys on that offense now, rookies or second years. And I think that he has an opportunity here to just really build something special from the get go. And I think a lot of people are really excited to see him finally showcase himself as quarterback one yeah I mean if our producer would have got us this list ahead of time that each of us were doing there definitely could have been a potential for either of us to have had Jordan Love on the opposite side right a potential that and not 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 gonna get cut because that doesn't make sense but a potential that he needs to have a big season because God only knows what could happen with his future obviously they restructured his deal not you know not a fifth year option, but that in between option of they can let him go after this year or the following year, whatever it is. Um, just kind of finessing it a little bit that it doesn't seem like they have the utmost confidence in him. So um, I definitely have to blame the producer on that, not giving us ahead of time where we could have an absolutely spicy episode, which I know Eli would. And I think uh, it depends on your, your perception of Jordan Love, too. If you're kind yeah. of more of a doubter or not so much looking forward to it, and you think that we're going to have like a, you know, a two win season, then maybe you put him in your who needs to have a good camp. But if you're positive about, you know, what he's going to bring to the table. And I mean, he had one of the greatest quarterbacks to learn from and really prepare for himself for this role. So I think it depends on kind of what side of the Jordan love fandom or distaste you fall on. So I'm more excited and I'm always here to support the guys who play for this team. So I'm looking forward to it, but I know there's other people who would maybe be on the other side. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Eli, I think Janelle has picked two really, really good ones for hers, and um, I'm regretting the fact that we let her go first for both of these, but that's okay. Who is your player you're most excited for this offseason, or excuse me, this, I guess, offseason, training camp, mini camp, um, preseason, etc.? Yeah, uh, it is It is very difficult, like you said, opening a, a big can of worms, because there's, there's so many guys, honestly, and right off, like, when you first whether it was you or Jen, whoever first mentioned it, like the first name that came to mind was Luke Musgrave, but we kind of already talked about him and I'll just say, I'm very excited about him. I think he's going to be great, but he's a rookie tight end. So it might take some time, but Lucas Van Ness might be a bit obvious or, you know, not that interesting, but bottom line, obviously first round pick top 15 pick. And the big thing for me is just knowing that, you know, who they drafted him over. Obviously, all the receivers that were there, which, you know, you could say they needed one, didn't need one, thought they would draft one, wouldn't have thought they'd draft one. We all, you know, especially within Jigba sitting there, it was a thing. And then even, you know, Nolan Smith and other edge or some other guys at the same position that they passed on. And I'm not saying I disagree with it. I'm just saying that there are other guys that I think can definitely have very good rookie seasons and careers. And Van Ness, it's going to be a big pick because, you know, anytime you draft someone that high, it is. And they don't generally draft that high. So Lucas Van Ness coming in, I'm, I'm very interested to see, number one, where they line him up, like right off the bat. Is he going to be on the edge? Is he going to be on the inside? Is he going to be doing both? Also, Rashawn Gary, we know he's not going to be healthy for camp. So is he going to come out and be the number one across from Preston Smith from day one? Is it going to be Inigbare and he's going to have to battle him for that position? And, I mean, there's just so much about him. He's also, you know, they call him Hercules for a reason. The guy looks like a freak. And I want to see him running people over, not hurting anyone, but I want to see him embarrass some offensive linemen throughout camp because that will be fun to see. So I just think, like, 
I don't know, Van Ness for me, he has like the kind of ceiling. Obviously, I'm going to say this and people are will probably think, uh, <laughs> and it's also dumb because we all know why someone would say J.J. Watt. We all know why someone would say J.J. Watt instead of any other person in the NFL. So I won't even say it, but he has a very high ceiling. And it also scares me because I think if they don't use him in the right way, we could be looking at a solid player, but maybe someone that never really lives up to that top 13 pick. So I just, I want to see him come out dominating from day one, Joe Barry unleashing him, not, you know, I get Devontae Wyatt was a different position, but we didn't really see him till like the last few weeks of the season. And when he was there, he started making plays and it's like, why wasn't this guy playing all year? Oh yeah. I forgot. We needed D Lowry to play a bunch of snaps because that always helps. So Stop getting cute. You drafted the guy in the first round. You drafted him over a lot of other talented players. Play him. You know, yes, you want to develop him, and you don't want to ruin him early, but he has to play so you can start developing him. So I'm really excited about Van Ness. Not only does he have to play because you want to develop him, right, but I think out of necessity with Rayshon Gary coming back from that injury, right, and they don't really have another pass rusher. I was kind of shocked they still haven't signed one yet. You know, they have Carl Banks or they have – Colby Wooden that can come off the edge, but Vaness is a different, obviously a different player than either of those guys, just his physical prowess. And I, I think he should get a ton of opportunities to put his hand in the dirt, but also be able to come off the edge and in that three technique or, you know, standing up if, if need be to, to come off the edge and attack the passer. So, yeah, I mean, they, he's one of those project guys, right? And I think it, it's tough to not reflect back on because there's been a lot of comparisons of just when they selected Rayshon Gary, a little bit higher than most people expected, a project guy, but a physical freak can play similar positions as he does. And I think Vanessa seems just like a dude that's like, let him go, let him, let him unleash, see what his motor looks like. Cause he's going to need to contribute more than likely in the first couple games of the regular season until um, Rayshon's even back to 100%. And we all know after that first year of even come back from an ACL, no matter really what sport, but specifically football, it takes almost uh, until the following year to come back. So I like that one. Um, I, I was absolutely correct on this being difficult because I have a couple players I want to pick. And I think we've stuck with a pretty consistently young player selection here, right? We, we ripped off um, Jordan Love. We did players that I'm not even going to remember because I'm talking about this. I'm going to go with a completely different one than what we've done. And I'm just going to say David Bakhtiari, right? We haven't seen him have a full healthy season in like two plus years. Last year was, I mean, the last two years have been an anomaly. He doesn't play. He plays. He's back. He's not back. He has the appendectomy. He's out for an extended amount of time. It just sucks. And it there's been some rumors over the last month or so if they would trade him. It seems like now it's almost swinging in the opposite direction that he could you know, not only have be staying with the Packers, but could have a, a continued longevity of a career at 31 years old. People are thinking that he, he might even play longer into his mid-30s, where I think maybe a year or so ago, we didn't know if he'd be, be playing football that much longer, whether it was with the Packers or not. So I'm just, I mean, short and sweet, I'm excited to see what David Bakhtiari can do. I'm excited to see what that left side of the offensive line can do, him and Elton Jenkins. That's a combination of players. I'm excited to see what, you know, they can establish. I have a lot of expectations and I'm excited to see what this looks like for the offense this year. I think a lot of the expectation is to rely again on what Matt LaFleur does best. Um, Eli, you brought up 
uh, Kyle Juszczyk. I think just that type of Kyle Shanahan offense, if they're able to run that a little bit more, is going to allow these offensive linemen to be more dynamic. And I'm really, really excited to see if David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins can just be absolute monsters on that left side and they could run behind them. And if David's fully healthy, I, I really think there's a conversation of him and Elton being the best one-two left guard, left tackle in the entire league. Uh, might be going over my skis on that, but I'm, I'm really excited to see what both of those guys, both of them can do healthy for God's sakes, bearing, bearing the lead a little bit, even there with Elton Jenkins. Like he was obviously banged up a little bit last year too. So um, went a little bit against the grand there with David Bakhtiari because most of them were a little bit older guys. If I, or younger guys, if I had to pick one, those younger, I'd go with Rudy Ford just because I want to see what he could uh, do as a safety spot. Had some high, high moments at the end of the year last year, but had some low ones too in coverage and tackling. But um, overall, I'm pretty excited where this team's at, you guys, and I'm pretty excited that we're getting closer and closer to training camp. Again, the news has been minimal over the last couple weeks uh, of what's going on. Not much going on out there. One thing I will say, if you guys are trying, and this is just as an NFL fan, I try to plug this. If you haven't already, uh, I know it was, was, it was this week that it came out on Netflix, the, uh, the series with Kirk Cousins, with Patrick Mahomes, and Marcus Mariota coined nothing other than the less creative name that they could call it quarterback uh, i watched the first episode pretty solid it gave me a little bit of an insight to kirk cousins and who he is um you know i think he's a, a different cat but it, i kind of just like the way he operates in his uh his family lifestyle so if that's something you need to kind of tide yourself over until then um go ahead and dive into that on netflix i think it's a pretty cool thing but outside of that guys there's not much else going on if you haven't already checked us out on youtube please do so andy's putting out some consistent content there on the youtube side every single day just like we do on the podcast side um obviously go check it out at pack a day podcast on youtube one other thing i need to plug on there um and while i do make sure if you haven't already subscribed to us on apple spotify google podcast wherever you go so get your podcast please do but i'm pretty confident let me scroll back through that andy next week is going to have a list of guests on and maybe one of you two remember it never mind i found it next week um starting monday so this is on the YouTube side. He's going to have Aaron Nagler on of Cheesehead TV. On Tuesday, Wes Hodkowitz. Um, Wednesday, Peter Bukowski. I would probably put that one on your calendar because Peter and Andy going back and forth once in a while gets a little spicy. Uh, the Eli, that'll be for you. I've plugged spicy yeah. twice in this episode. <laughs> um, Justin Mosqueda will be on Thursday. And then Friday, rounding it out with everyone's I don't even know what you would call him in the Packers community, but Dusty Evely. Maybe your maybe your neighbor, your your one of your buddies, just a guy you catch up. D- Dusty will be on Friday and be very humble about all of his findings and all Dusty, of his- when I think of Dusty, he's like like the Donald Driver of Packers media because he's got okay. the smile. Yeah. He's got the smile and he's just like he's the best. And he he yeah. just he's like our our version of Donald Driver. Donald yeah. Driver of I think Packers just, Twitter. just means he's universally liked across yep. all Packers Nation. You can't say one bad thing about Dusty. Yeah, yeah. he is blushing right now in <laughs> at his honey farm in Lexington, Kentucky. So um, he doesn't take my... compliments very well, though. So he'll probably hate <laughs> that I'm saying this, but no, everybody no, else doesn't. needs to know it. <laughs> yeah, they absolutely do. Um, besides that, guys, uh, for anything, we're just going to plug ourselves, obviously, as we always do. Um, you can still find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. 
Um, please reach out to me if you guys have um, a topic that you want us ever to discuss. If you have some suggestions on, uh, you know, feedback on this actual episode of players that you think are maybe a player that is on the chopping block or needs to have a big year or you're excited for, let us know. Feel free to reach out to me. Janelle, what is everything you got going on right now during the middle of the summer in July? And um, we'll let everyone know where they can get in contact with you. Yeah, I, I was actually just in the beautiful state of Wisconsin at Somerset Amphitheater for a concert, saw Follow Boy. So yeah, just kind of doing my thing, waiting for football. You know, it's kind of, it's really the dead zone for sports right now. There's just really nothing going on. You kind of mentioned the quarterbacks show that we could get by on, but I'm also worried I don't want any kind of reason to like Kirk Cousins while he's playing for the Vikings. So I kind of saw the trailer and I, I was a little concerned. I was like, man, I, I don't want to like feel positive things about my opponents. So maybe I'll check that one out a little bit later or, you know, in the, in the silence of my home and not tell anybody my opinions on it. But uh, yeah, you can follow me at big Mac underscore four on Twitter. That's primarily where if I'm putting anything out, that's where it'll be. Yeah. Just kind of waiting. What day did we say training camp starts a couple weeks? 26. From now. 26. So we're, we're getting there. And then, I am going to be so jealous of everybody who's there. Please just flood my timeline with all the Packers stuff. I am so looking forward to it. Absolutely. Eli, what do you got going on? And um, I had something good for you as we round out this episode before we recorded, but I forgot it. So if I think about it later, I'll hit you with it in the DMs. But uh, what do you what do you got going on? What's everyone – where can everyone get in contact with you? Uh, well, first, I would just like to say, I mean, I kind of agree with Jen. I haven't watched quarterback yet, and I feel like it might be partly because I really just – I don't want to be a part of Kirk Cousins or Mahomes for that reason, uh, or for that matter. But I would watch I'm it for sure. Mariota. I'm very interested about Mariota's well, life and one one little thing in that too. I forgot because they plugged at the end of the episode that he had stepped away at the end of the season. If you forget yeah. too, so that was something they had said in the beginning of the episode, and I was like, I don't know what I would forget. And like you kind of forget that's one of the I would say the issues with this that it's from so long ago. This is almost some of the stuff is from ten months ago. But um, yeah, that that's gonna be interesting to find out. But I agree, Mariota is the one I've I. I would skip. He's so quiet. We, you know, Cousins and Mahomes are so you know, they're covered very well by media. But Mariota, he's okay. kind of just like this mysterious. You know, where's he playing? What's he doing? I am very interested because he doesn't get as much coverage as some of these other guys. So I I would maybe watch for him and just skip to his parts because I'm very curious about you know the Mariota lifestyle on and off the field. No doubt. No doubt. I am curious as to what the hell happened that he stepped away from the team after them giving the job to a rookie. I don't want to make assumptions, but it definitely doesn't look very good from the outside. No. But that could be interesting uh, to see that develop. And much like all my other, uh, you know, like to uh, wait, so you're, oh, well, I actually am right now sort of all over the place. I'm in the middle of moving. Um, so for anyone who, you know, likes to carry around heavy things in 90 plus degree heat, you could come do it for me because I am miserable doing it, but we'll get there. And um, yeah, I'm excited for that to happen. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at book of Eli underscore NFL. And I've been plugging this for like two months for no reason. Well, not for no reason, but for essentially no reason. But now I think I can finally say that mine jens and zach jacobson's show the pack will be coming to youtube screens around you very soon uh hopefully maybe even this upcoming week if not definitely before training camp 
and we may uh, have some special guests. Guests, we'll see. Uh, I don't want to give anything away just yet, but uh, yeah, make sure to check out the pack. And on Twitter, you could find it at the pack underscore show. Right, John? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, check um, with the social media manager. They'll tell you the exact. No, no. Again, it's it's this heat. My brain is melting. It's not my. Moving is the worst. It's literally the worst thing. It's so terrible. Yeah, it's 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 no fun. It's good though that I have very few possessions, so that makes it a bit easier. Uh, it's just it's just it's just that it's too hot. I'd rather be moving in snow right now than this kind of heat. That's just how hot it is. <laughs> and I and I recently moved like almost a year ago if we want to get super accurate like 50 weeks ago and i only live maybe four miles from my old house and eli lives in the suburbs greater area of chicago so i imagine anything you're doing moving wise has to suck tremendously worse than what yeah. i had to do so yeah, I'm yeah moving driving, sucks in general i'm like driving basically to like downtown chicago every like third hour to do some crap and it's yeah there's traffic and there's people, nothing worse than people. Yeah, I'm definitely going to come. I think that was, it was related around moving Eli, the thing I was going to harass you with, but I'm definitely going to come up with a meme in the next couple of days just to harass you um, and tweet <laughs> yeah. at you about how moving, because I know how much it sucks. And I'm anticipating doing it any you know sooner than I just did recently. But um, yeah, moving sucks. I know it's done that. It's terrible and um, just especially in the, in the heat. But anyways, for your moving tips, reach out to Eli, but... Guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. Let us know if there's any players that you're most excited for, a player that you think maybe is on the chopping block, a player that you think might get cut, a player that you think just needs to step up, like we kind of mentioned too. Um, let us know. Tweet at us at Packaday Podcast um, when we put out the episode. Um, but until next time, and as always, go, go back, Pat, go. go. time inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply